0: Launching kids into the world is no joke, whether you're sending your kid to kindergarten or off to college. Some days we wonder if we're doing anything right. One thing is for sure, we all want to do it well. Hi, I'm Jamie, mom of four. And I'm Lisa, mom of three.
1: We're here to help and encourage you in your parenting journey, never perfect, always honest, and in the trenches with you. We're experienced, but not experts. You ready? Let's Let's launch. launch.
0: Lisa, when I think about something that has always been a part of my parenting journey, before I had my first child, before we adopted three of our kids today, all there has always been worry. Mm, yes, it has always been there because worry is this way that we kind of think about troubles that we have no control over and L- looming we, over us all the looming time, all the way, always there. And if we know anything about parenting, we have zero control, even though we think we have a lot of control we have none absolutely true we think about worrying you know before when you're pregnant you worry about things Mm. you know I remember the first night in the hospital with my son I worried like I don't know what to do they just left me with this child you know (laughs) I worried when we were in our adoption process of like will I be able to parent these kids well of another race I've worried about walking and talking and going to middle school going to high school going to college everything we do we sit and we worry about our kids I remember when my kids were in sixth grade fourth grade and second grade uh two of them are in the same grade i we moved in the middle of school year mm. so we moved they started the second semester in a whole nother school whole another yeah. town whole nother house everything mm. and i worried so much over that because there was this moment as a parent that i thought We're ruining their lives. Hmm. We have ruined their lives. (laughs) (laughs) If that is not the phrase that goes
1: through the mind of every parent. We are ruining their lives. I've ruined their lives. I'm ruining their lives. Yes, Always.
0: always. Yeah, And it usually comes back, I'm worried about something I don't have control over. That's so true. And although we did have control over the fact that we moved and all the things, but I didn't have control over the friends they would find. I didn't have control over the teachers that they would love. I didn't have control over them finding their place in a new city, in a new town, in a new school. And I remember spending a lot of time worrying about my kids in that season. Hey, y'all. Jamie Ivy here. I had my first child graduate from high school last year. I know it's crazy, but it was so much fun, and it was actually so much fun helping him navigate college. I loved going on school visits with him. I loved talking to him about what he was interested in. I loved going and visiting my former university that I graduated from with him. And I will admit, at some points, as fun as it was, I started to feel a little overwhelmed. I want to tell you about something in case you are in this boat. Maybe you have a junior or you have a senior, which I have two juniors right now, so I will be doing this again quite soon. But if you have a student with college on the horizon, I want to tell you about a new website to check out. FindYourChristianCollege.com. Find Your Christian College was created by the North American Coalition for Christian Admissions Professionals as a helpful resource for your college search process. The organization collaborates with hundreds of Christian colleges and universities across North America to promote Christian higher education. When you visit the website, you can explore more than 225 Christian college options through the school search engine, filtering search results based on things like size, location, majors, athletics, and more. You can also find and register to attend one of over 125 in person Christian college fairs across the U.S. These fairs take place each fall and spring, and if you can't travel, there are virtual college fairs too. Also available at findyourchristiancollege.com is a free, must have online resource called The Guide to Christian Colleges and Universities. Help your student to follow their path, further their education, and find their future. Find out more at findyourchristiancollege.com slash launch. That's findyourchristiancollege.com slash L-A-U-N-C-H. The interesting
1: thing is what good does worry do us, right? It's like, I think we think it does us good or it's something to occupy our time or it's just what we do. It's a part of our mothering. It's a part of our parenting. So we come to accept it. Mm-hmm. But it really, really, I think, on, on one level, just robs us of joy in the yeah. journey. No, and I agree. Um, but then also it has some more damaging things that we'll yeah. talk about in a little bit. You know, for me, Jamie, oh man, I've worried every step of the way, just like you. I think uh, for me, some of the most prevalent worries that come to my mind are when my kids went to a new school, that was the big thing. You worry like, will they be accepted? Will anyone talk to them? Will they have anyone to sit with at lunch? Uh, those things uh for me this is really uh very close to my heart right now as my daughter went to school in another state for college and it's weird because I've had two boys they've both gone to college and I've worried about them too do not get me wrong it doesn't matter that they're like you know big can handle themselves all those things but they're still your babies right but for her, you know, here she is, she's, she's kind of small, she's 19, she's whatever, and I, she's in a different state, and I can't get to her quickly. Yeah. I will tell you that it has become sometimes almost debilitating mm. to where, you know, we have these apps, we can check where they right? are. Yep. Okay, so it's great. We think that's great. Uh-huh. Is it great? Because I will tell you, there have been some nights manic checking and waking my husband up in the middle of the night going, I don't know where Shay is. It's one o'clock in the morning. And I think her phone says she's at the dorm, but I can't really tell because I'm also not great at reading sometimes like location stuff. Uh And so it just gets to the point where you don't know and, 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 and worry, 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 worry. So yeah, it's, it's, it never ends, never ends.
0: You know, it's, it's funny because this is a hard one for me, this topic of worry. Um, you know, I'm an Enneagram Six, which yeah. we tend to lean towards fear, anxiety, mm. worry, and and there's a difference between worry and anxiety. We talk about mental health on another episode, yeah. Um, but worry is something that everyone is actually going to do. Mm. You know, we're all going to do that. But I think it comes down to like, what do we do with it? Yeah. So, what do you do at one in the morning when you don't know where mm. your daughter is? What do you do in the middle of the day when you're thinking, oh my gosh? should I go check the computer? Has my son or daughter looked at pornography? Or you think my kids at school, I'm worried they don't have any friends. I think that for parents, it comes down to like, what do we do with that? Right. And for me, a lot of times, you know, what I worry about sometimes stems from what I feel insecure about in my own life. Mm, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like worried that like, is no one going to like my kids? am I sometimes worried that no one's going to like me? Mm. I'm sometimes worried, like, do my kids even like me as a mom? (laughs) That's real. (laughs) That's a real worry. Um, But I think, too, we have to just sometimes evaluate, like, where's it coming from? Yeah. Because some might be valid. I think it's a valid thing that you're concerned if your daughter's okay at college. Yes. Should you be up at 1 a.m. on your phone Mm. frantically trying to figure out if she's actually at her phone? Yeah. But my question is, what do you do with that?
1: Yeah, well, that is the question, and I don't know that I have a great answer for it, but I know that... Well, let me ask you this. Yeah.
0: Do you think you should be up at 1 a.m. frantically wondering where she is? I I think it's not good for me, no. Okay, so my next question, even if you don't do it, what do you think you should do? Yeah,
1: well, I think there are only a few things that I can do. I I think there's a difference between due diligence and frenzy. A hundred percent. That's what I've come to realize. So the due diligence is... To see where she is to text her to try to find that out. And um, (laughs) we have a joke, I will say to her, if you don't answer this text back, you know, I'm sending out the rescue dogs. So you know, and and I'm, I'm just going to admit right here, I'm a little over the top about it. And she has been gracious about it. But Uh, it's it's difficult, and I think we should give voice to that. I mean, it is difficult. This is something that I don't know that can be completely cured. So we are talking about management here, but it's management with the help of the Holy Spirit. And I, I really want us to know that just like anything else that we deal with in life, anything that's difficult for us, we can do with the help of Christ. This is not a soundbite. This is a scriptural truth. And so I want people to hear that. I do believe, and you do too, prayer helps. It really does. I mean, at one o'clock in the morning, when I physically can't get to Waco, Texas, the only thing that I have is the thing that I need, which is to pray to God that my daughter is okay. And I'm telling you, it does soothe my soul. Mm. Do I still want to get to Waco? Yes, I do. Yeah. Because I'm a human being that wears mm-hmm. flesh. Yeah, But that is that is something that has really helped. I also think that there are things that we can do that are physical things. I mean, for me, I am a person that likes stones of remembrance, markers. Um, you know, there have been times in my kid's life that... I've had them do physical actions. I mean, listen. I'm the parent who's like, okay, you're you guys are fighting. Like when my kids were little, you guys are fighting. Okay, we'll go outside and both of you run laps around the house. Or I mean, this is. I'm like, y'all got to go outside and take a lap and hold hands. Okay, well, I was getting ready to say this is so funny. I, I have a picture of my two boys. They might kill me when they were literally fighting each other. They are holding hands in this picture. I made them sit on the couch and hold hands. So it's those kinds yeah. of things that I think are like creative parenting uh-huh. that help. But it's the same thing with your worries and with your issues that you're facing. I mean, I think for me, something that would help me yeah. is to take a piece of paper, mm-hmm. write down my worries, yeah. go outside, make uh dig in the ground. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I own a house, so yeah. if you have an apartment, co- if you <laughs> live in an apartment complex, please don't do this. Yeah. You might get arrested. But like dig a grave for it yeah. and bury that worry in the ground mm. and put put the dirt back yeah. on it. I know that might sound silly, but like some of us need to bury our worries yeah. like that or something tangible, right. honestly, Jamie, because I think as out of control as they can get mm-hmm. that is a way to say i'm burying this and of it's course so all of that with prayer yeah and it's so, forth. so
0: good uh sissy goff says that worry's biggest trick is to make you think that something is wrong with you mm. and i think that is something that we have to think about as parents too is because we've already acknowledged that we're going to worry right we are going to worry mm. um, and so then you start to think am i alone am i yes. the only one and, yes. and i love your idea of burying it mm. um Dr. Josh and Christy Straub have a book for kids yeah. about worrying, and one of the things they say in there uh, is this cute little girl, and they're talking about what she should do with her worries. And her and her grandma have this little, this great little analogy of like making it into a bird and let it fly away. But her grandma says something that I think is so cool in the book. She says to her. Um, what I do when I worry about something is I talk to a trusted friend about it mm-hmm. and I talk to God about it. Yes. And, um, I think that is so good just to figure out how do I say this out loud? And for some people, they love journaling. Like you said, write it out loud. What is it? What is it going to be? Um, a couple of years ago, I was very, very worried about one of my kids getting sick. I don't know why. Maybe I had seen a story or walked with a girlfriend through that or something. I was just really worried about that. And um, one of my kids actually had been sick a lot during that time. So I was telling a girlfriend, I was like, I just can't shake this. Like, I just cannot shake worrying about this. And she told me, she said, "Um, take it all the way to the end. Yes. Go all the way. Yeah. Yeah. She goes, what's the worst thing you worry about? I said, well, the worst thing I worry about is that they get cancer and then they die. Right. And she she said, okay, if that were to come true, your worry, Mm -hmm. what would still be true about God? Mm -hmm. And I said, well, he would still be God. Mm -hmm. He would still be good. Mm -hmm. He'd still be in control. Mm -hmm. And that little weird trick is actually really comforting to me. I've told it to some people and they're like, that is a sick mind game. But to me, it's everything because mm-hmm. I can take my worry I can play it out and I can say man if the worst thing happened God you still love me yes. you still love my kid you still are for us you're still good Yes, and that is so comforting to me in the midst of worrying see when you say that to me
1: I don't think of it as a weird like m- sick mind thing uh-huh. I think of it as going to scripture right because to me you're going to your foundation in a way like to me you're not going to the end you're going to the word you're going to the foundation because it kind of ties in with something that i do jamie too is i'm a list maker Mm -hmm. so a lot of times when i have things that are burdening me worries Uh we're talking about right so what i'll do is i will write down on a left side of a column here are my worries and i will name them i will be very specific and then to the right i will
0: find a scripture that's so good lisa that
1: literally answers that worry and i can promise you'll find it because it's in there wow everything we need to know for life and godliness is in the word of god and i will literally look to the left and say here's my worry here's the scripture here's the truth here's the worry on the left on the right, here's the scripture, here's the truth. And so what you're doing is the exact same, same thing. thing. Yeah. But but I think with our different personalities, uh-huh. it's kind of what we're talking yeah. about here, because I'm not an Enneagram six, but I I'm a mom. I yeah. worry. I'm yeah. a person. I worry. Yeah. I think that what we're both saying here is the way to find the comfort that we need because this is what it's about i mean mm. when we're worried what we want is comfort and there's only one permanent comfort yeah and it is the truth of god's word yeah. it is the truth that no matter what you're going to be okay yeah. no matter what your child is going to be okay if you belong to jesus if you've given your life to jesus you're going to be okay yeah and we know how this ends mm-hmm. it ends with jesus we're not at our best life yet that's the best life all these things that we know this is the truth of scripture and so It is prayer. And I know that sometimes we think, oh, yeah, but I want this quick fix. Well, the reality is it's quick for a reason. Mm. It's quick and temporary. So, you know, those are just some things that I know both of us have done and tried and all of those things. The other thing I want to say is this, is that sometimes I think we kind of swim around and worry. And we're kind of like, well, all of us worry and we we just normalize it. But what I've noticed, even with my own kids and with other people, is. Is that when we worry as parents, we create in our kids, kids that worry Mm. and kids that have a lack of confidence. Yeah. And I know that's not what we want. No, I mean, it's have not. you notice that, yeah. too? Yeah, yeah
0: I, for sure. And I think along those same lines, we take away joy that could be filling up our homes and our hearts mm. and our relationships when we're spending so much time on that worrying. And and I don't, you know, when you say that, it reminds me, I heard my daughter say something one time, and I thought, why is she afraid of that? I've never told her to be afraid of that. Mm. And then I thought, oh, but I'm afraid of that. Wow. And so she's picked up on my worry about that happening yeah. and she's repeating my worry for something that she should not be worried about because she's eight years old right. you know what I mean and so you're right I can see that happening um, and how we when we parent that way we're instilling things into them as to it almost thinks we're almost trying to tell them if you worry enough you're in control of the situation ooh because that's how I feel. I feel like if I worry enough, I'm in control of it. And I love that you said we have this comforter. We also have the Holy Spirit within us. Yes. And so when we're talking about parenting our kids, some of my biggest worries are, what uh, What if my kid does drugs? Mm. What if my kid gets involved with the wrong crowd? What if my kid's having sex with his girlfriend or with her boyfriend? What if my kid... What if? Yes. What if, what if, what if? Yep. And one of the things that I've really asked God is... Man, will you just, Holy Spirit, will you just prompt my heart when I need to have a conversation? Mm. Will you prompt my heart when I need to check a phone? Yes. Will you prompt my heart when I need to go look on my app to see if they're really where they said they were going to be? Mm. Like, so it doesn't turn into this frenzy, like you said. Yeah. It turns into this like, will you give me discernment? Yes. give me discernment to to check when I need to check and trust when I need to trust and that's been really 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 good for me my mom told me when I was growing up she prayed this (laughs) she prayed that I would get caught doing everything I wasn't supposed to be doing (laughs) (laughs) yeah a lot of moms pray that yeah and so it it sounds funny but it is it's like we worry about our kids making these bad choices yeah and what if we just said man I don't want them to make bad choices. Yeah, I want to instill in them good choices. And I want to instill in them confidence and, every, and all that I want them to have. But then what if we just said, God, you gave me, you gave me your spirit. Mm. I really want to lean into it. And so I'm going to ask you, will you tell me when I should ask these questions? Mm. Will you tell me when I should check the phone? And he's faithful. He's faithful.
1: That is so good, Jamie. That, I mean, you know, I, I think back to the times in my life. Where God has given me a a sense of something. Yep, me too as a mom. And and I mean, it, you know, if we think about it, like He's given us this gift of these children, yeah, or this child, uh-huh. and why would He not? then equip us with the gift of a sense of his holy spirit yes. as to what to know what to do I mean, he's promised that in his word yeah. i think sometimes we just get surprised like oh we still have like a resource here right we, we, <laughs> we still have, have access to we this? have access yeah. to be able to know what to do i mean yeah. it, that's one of the greatest things i think about having this relationship with jesus as a parent mm. is that we're not cut off yeah like it's not all of a sudden okay i'm a parent now what mm we do have this ongoing sense uh, you know i i had a, a guest uh, on my podcast i interviewed uh, author Susie larson who's so wise and she was talking about worrying about her boys at one one time of their life where i, I think her boys were going through some things and so she was worried because you know when your kids are struggling yeah. you worry you yes. worry harder than before yep and she said, the Lord said something to her that I've never forgotten. He said, Susie, love your kids and enjoy your life. Mm. And I think there's something to be said about that. Yeah. I the, It's just, you know, this beautiful picture of like, love your kids, pour into your kids, raise your kids in in, in church and in the word and to love Jesus. Do your due diligence, yep. what you're talking about. And enjoy your life because Mm. God has given you life as a parent. God has given you gifts as a parent. God has given you um, something to enjoy as a parent. And so I think we get so tied up in this worry. Yeah. Um, And I mean, I'm preaching to myself. Oh, I'm speaking to myself. Yeah,
0: me too. And I think there's also, you know, we we're parenting i'm four children you're three children and i need everyone to hear that like we have heavy things that we're worried about that we just don't bring to the microphone oh because they're personal yes because they're intimate and so i want the mom or the dad or the grandma who's listening who's like i wish i was just worried about something that lisa and jamie are worried about Mm. because mine is big like my kid is doing some hard wrong things i want you to hear we understand that oh yes and it's just like you know we're just we're just taking care of our kids yeah yeah We understand that, and we'll all go through different seasons, but it doesn't change what God says for us to do with our worries. Like, it doesn't change that. And um, I was thinking just the other day, we have this little bird nest thing in our house, and purple martins, which are a type of bird, they come and they nest there, and they're really beautiful, and they sing songs, and it's really, it's really great. But in this particular nest that we own, sparrows can get in there, and you don't want sparrows in there because they take up room from the other birds. And I was talking to my husband about it. And he's like, we got to get the sparrows out. And he's like, sparrows are just like low birds. They're like not good for anything, whatever. And I was sitting there and he was telling me that. And I thought, man, it made me think of the scripture mm. where it says, you know, if God will take care of the sparrows, how much more mm. does he take care of us? Wow. And it made me think of our kids. You yeah. know, we're all sitting here talking about worrying with our kids. And I think, man, I worry so much mm. about them being k- taken care of. Yeah. Emotionally, physically, spiritually, all the above. Hmm. And we have a God who takes care of the lowest birds. Wow. How much more is he going to take care of us as moms and our kids? And it was just this reminder to me that me worrying nonstop about things that I have zero control of. Yeah. Is really looking at God saying, okay, I see you got the birds, but you don't have me. Mm. And I want to be able to say, you have the birds, and how much more do you have us? Yeah. Because worrying consistently about something you have zero control of does nothing but rob you of the joy of living your life. Today, millions around the world are suffering as a result of violence, oppression, and extreme poverty. Sometimes this endless cycle of suffering can feel overwhelming. If you're like me, you want to play a part in bringing an end to suffering. And at the same time, I think we all want our children to have a deeper understanding of the needs in the world and guide them towards becoming generous and compassionate adults. But sometimes it's hard to know exactly where to start and who to trust. That's why I'm super excited to tell you about The Path from our friends at World Relief. The Path is a community of bold, compassionate people of faith who are committed to fighting against suffering and injustice in pursuit of lasting change with their monthly gifts to world relief. Whether it's a crisis in Ukraine, an earthquake in Haiti, or a wave of refugees from Afghanistan, you can trust that The Path community is already there, responding with the love of Jesus alongside you and your family and your children. Empowered by the monthly support from the PATH community, World Relief is making a difference around the world and you can be a part of it. You guys, I personally love the work that World Relief is doing with the PATH community. I trust them and I believe in them and I wanna give you the opportunity to join as well. You can join the PATH community of monthly givers by visiting worldrelief.org slash worldrelief.org/launch, launch. That's worldrelief.org slash launch, L-A-U-N-C-H. Launch your kids into life by leading them to love like Jesus. Join the path at worldrelief.org slash launch today. Catherine Freeman is one half of the Melanated Faith podcast with Faith Brooks. Catherine is a seminary student, writer, and advocate. She has 10 years of experience in nonprofit advocacy and enjoys teaching faith leaders how to engage the political process for the common good and God's glory. In her spare time, Catherine writes about the intersection of faith and pop culture. Her work has appeared in Christianity Today, Christ in Pop Culture, and Think Christian. Catherine loves books, Tex-Mex, and iced coffee. She is passionate about her Jesus, justice, Beyonce, and public policy. We wanted Catherine to speak to this topic because her perspective as a single non-parent is valuable, and she herself has experienced anxiousness and depression.
2: Hi, um, my name is Katherine Freeman and a couple things that stood out to me about Jamie and Lisa's conversation was um, just the conversation about how parental worry affects kids. Um, I myself I'm not a parent. Um, I am someone's child, someone's daughter. Um, But I also served as a chaplain for a year at Baylor University. And I would say parental worry absolutely affects um, children. I would say this is the most anxious generation when I would sit down with students and the things that they would tell me from relationships to, you know, homework and schoolwork and friendships. They're just trying to figure it out and then figuring it out for the first time um, on their own, maybe away from their family. And so the things that you model for them in terms of where you take your worry really do matter. Um, They really kind of go back to those things. Two, I think a piece of um, advice or thought about that would be these kids are so worried, especially the kids who are raised in households of faith are so worried about Jesus being disappointed in them. If they make one wrong mistake, it's like almost to the sense that like, They don't fully understand the grace of God because they want to be perfect for their parents, for their friends, for their church community. And so, you know, I remember having conversations with 18 year old girls who are, you know, maybe gone on three dates with a guy and they're like, I don't really like him, but if I break up with him, (laughs) you know, I'm never going to get married. You know, people are going to be disappointed in me. Um, And so I think, you know, modeling what you would like for your kids to do with the worry, like what would you tell your kids? Um about their fears and concerns. And then modeling that in your parenting is so important because they're watching. Um, and then I would say also too, trusting that the things that you implanted in them, I think, you know, um, ask someone's daughter. Um, just I remember when my parents launched me into the world of I think, you know, having a conversation with my mom about like, you know, just trusting that you had me in the right places, in the right clubs, um, in the right youth group, and the things that um, I watched you and my dad do, and the things that I learned in youth group, and the things that I learned at church on Sundays, that I'm going to take those with me, right? Like, that I'm not, when I leave this place, and I leave this house, I'm not leaving all of those things here. Um, They're coming with me to wherever I'm I'm going. Um, And just, I think, you know, praying, like, you know, like, as you're discerning as a parent, like, you know, what are they going to need in this next stage of life? But I would say figuring out um, a trusted professor or, you know, someone on campus that your child really trusts and already goes to. So having that touch point, I think can be comforting for for parents. And I think, you know, asking your kids really good questions. um, And I think, um, you know, You know, not just asking them how classes are going. You know, like, oh, what's a class you really liked, and what what is it that you like about the class, or what is something interesting that you're reading, and what is what why is that interesting to you, or you know, that kind of thing, and you know, in a way that's like conversational. Because I also don't remember just in my childhood, um, and then when I went off to college, my mom asking me a lot about who my friends were, but in the natural kind of course of conversation. Um, and I'm sure most moms are like this. You're super observant. You're like, oh, Marcy, I've heard that name before. (laughs) Like, and just, you know, following up in that way. Um, because I think, you know, this is like a critical period in your kid's life, right? They're figuring out how to be adult, how to be separate from you, but also in a way that like a little bit with training wheels on. Um, and so, you know, kind of finding that balance of, you know, um, texting, you know, you have to enter this text or I'm sending out the guards and being so, um, and giving them a little too much freedom. Um, and I say that just because, as I, s- I said already, I really feel like this is the most anxious generation. If I could add anything, I I would say, I think, one, learning to trust the things that you've implanted in your kids, that you the 18 years that they spent with you were not wasted, um, that nothing is wasted in God's economy, and that God would be faithful to grow the seeds that you've planted. Um, encouraging them to find a church and you know, not to give up on that, and knowing, too, that, like, God would bring, wherever you send your child away, that God would bring adults alongside of them um, who would mentor them and continue to show them um, the way in which they should go. Um, And then I would say just also, too, like, my last kind of encouragement would be let your kids see you take your worries to God let your kids see you quote scripture one of the things that I have a fairly anxious personality is so you know I'm always practicing redirecting my mind with scripture like and you know kind of the go-to easy one is be anxious for nothing and saying that over and over again and so you know in conversations with students like being able to give them that like hey you know what being worried or anxious about making new friends or your grades is totally normal um but you know, because I worry about those things too, and here's how I handle it: and letting them see me take it to 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 Jesus. And I know it's kind of a cliche, but you know, a lot of things that your kids will take from you are things that are caught, and not necessarily things that you explicitly teach them. You know, I think about my mom even now when she's worried, she's like, "I just got to get alone," and I get get. A- got to get quiet and I got to be able to hear from Jesus. And that just what a gift that is to me to be able to then also say, you know, when I'm worried, I feel overwhelmed. What is it that my mom, you know, as my sort of person that I look up to and aspire when it comes to faith, she's like, you got to get quiet. And what have I, what have I seen her do? Get quiet, get alone. So I need to, you know, have a few hours of silence. And so... One of the things that I, my counselor said to me many years ago that has been so helpful is trusting your own ability to be resilient. And so the other thing I would say is related to your kids is they are going to make mistakes. Let's just be real. Their brains are not fully developed. They're going to make bad choices. Um, But also maybe to this Jamie's point of like playing out the end of that is like, hey, like this could be catastrophic. Or it could be really an opportunity for them to learn resiliency and bounce back again, going back to like, I'm going to trust the things that I've implanted in them that, yeah, you're going to fall flat on your face or you're going to make choices, bad choices, or you're going to sin. You're, you're not going to be perfect. You're, you might not graduate from whatever college you are or, you know, the first couple of years of adulthood totally unscathed. But you are resilient and you can bounce back from that. I think I can speak from, like, my own personal experiences that I made some bad choices in in college. But by God's grace and faithfulness, I have been able to, like, bounce back and redirect. And so I would also just encourage, you know, anyone out there listening, whether you're a parent or, you know, um, a mentor or a favorite auntie or however you intersect with kids that are being launched out into the world, I think also too, just trusting resiliency in kids and, and really focusing also to and as much as you're trying to instill, you know, kindness and patience and all these other things. Um, yeah, is resiliency is just as important and, and them knowing like, I can make a mistake and God's got me, I can make a mistake and my parents will still love me. And I still have this sort of unconditional love. Whoever you love in your life as a creation of God, whether they're your kids or a spouse or your friends, as, you know, a person created in the image of God, as God's precious creation, he loves them way more than you do. Um, and He's concerned about their way- well-being and he can actually do something about it. <laughs> whereas like we have no control over other people in, in ways that we can't. And so, yeah, I think too, that's a, for me, is always like a good way of like, even now I think about kids that I spent so much time with in that last year. And I just know like, okay, God, you've got them and you love them more than I do. And you're still with them and able to like direct their paths. And so just trusting him also too, to do with his beloved what only he can do. So thanks for having me. I really enjoyed this conversation. Bye.
0: Launch is a production of Ivy Media Podcasts. Executive producer is Jamie Ivey, produced and edited by Angie Elkins, art by Noel Rhodes, original music by Matt Graham. Your co-hosts are myself, Jamie Ivey, and Lisa Whittle. Thank you for listening.